like in my head, I thought to myself, like, all right, fake happy. (laughs) (laughs) I just caught myself thinking that. (sighs) Is that just this situation right this second or just life in general? A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. I mean, you can F-R-O. I got shit to do, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Premature Cancellation, the podcast where TV shows that were given two years or less get another chance to be overanalyzed by... Couple of nerds. I'm Sean Vincent. With me is my season one co-host, Mr. Jeremy L. Jones. Hello, everybody. A- author Jeremy L. Jones. Thank um, you for the plug. Yeah. Uh, Ruins of Empire. Check it out. All right. Today we are here to watch episode three of Dead Like Me, titled "Curious George." It's, it's amazing that it waited three episodes to use that, but um, yeah, that, was that title. Good restraint. I feel that should have been either the pilot or episode two, but I'm glad they, I'm glad they had the restraint to say, no, 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 wait, episode three, episode three, episode three is when we'll make the obvious reference. Well, the obvious difference between the first two and this one is this is the first one not written by the creator Brian Fuller, so, so there's that. Thus, drastic improvement. The hackery begins. <laughs> the hackery. <laughs> Is it the hackery if the majority of the is, episodes were... I don't... What What did you think of this episode, I liked Jeremy? it a lot, actually. Oh, a lot. Really? Not um, just kind of... Like, did you have any problems with it? Are you going to have problems with it as we go through the recap? Or? I mean, I'm sure I'll find sure. problems. As I think we, I had it, a couple, but... As we I delve, had questions. If we del- as we delve into my psyche, I'm sure we'll uncover all we're sorts of not, issues. Ooh, we only have... But, we do not have that long. Sorry. As far as just the overall episode, I thought... Yes, it was. It had a, had a nice, consistent theme. Uh, it did. It did have a theme, and, and it wasn't. It wasn't as uh, as weird and random as the last one with the waffle. Metaphor. Correct. Yeah. It had a nice. It had a nice theme. All the characters participated in this common idea. Hmm. Yeah. And it has kind of a bittersweet feel to it. It's funny as hell. Nihilistic yeah. as fuck, but kind of sweet toward the end. Nihilistic. I want that tattooed on my lower back. Nihilistic as fuck. Uh, I don't know what that means. All right. Um, well, if having it on my lower back, I mean. Tramp, <laughs> not with nihilistic as fuck. You want nihilistic yes. as fuck? Tramp why stamp. The, why the fuck not? Um, so what do you think of the title? No, you did bring it. Um, do you not think it's hackery? Like. Do you think it's a good title? I. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't understand it in the context Other of the than episode. Other it is a obvious reference. So. Well, it's a reference to the monkey, but... There's a couple of portions where... How is she, how is she curious? I mean, she's curious that, about her past life still. She wants to... There is that... Uh, anything curious about That her. exchange when they're throwing rocks at a skydiver, <sighs> which will come up yeah. undoubtedly very soon. Where she's asking a yeah, bunch of questions, but that is she's curious, we're talking about guess, one yeah. exchange. So I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like they had to name one episode "Curious George," so I why guess. not this one? They had to. They had to. All right. I think they were honor bound. 
If you okay. have to the monkey gods, yes. Like, okay, all right. all right. If you have a main character named George, you're gonna this name is... an episode "Curious George." It's just gonna happen. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Um, I will not. I'm gonna move on. Okay. Um, so the like I said, the creator Brian Fuller is not a writer on this episode, and from what I can tell, um, I think we mentioned this a little bit in the past episodes. He leaves early in the run of the show, his his departure, he goes bye-bye really fast. So um, Dude, just jumping off I'm this ship as it's turning upwards. Something, yeah, something happened. Um, I think we'll talk more about it when we get to maybe when he leaves um, or maybe at the end of the... I, I want to spend some time... I want to spend some time at the end of the season, our season, um, the end of this show, talking, you know, kind of talking about the show and why it got canceled and blah, 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 and why we think it got canceled and well, should have been canceled. Thing. Yeah, we'll be there. Bonus episode probably at the end of everything. Um, he was not a writer on this. He, this was, oh, he, I don't know if I knew this before. He is, if we've talked about it on the show, I can't remember. Um, we talked, did we talk about, he's the creator of American Gods, the adaptation of Yes, the, you did mention yeah, that. He's that. So that's going on right now. So we're like, fingers crossed that he doesn't, that doesn't don't, get canceled don't along with. Don't fuck this over for us. Okay. American Daisies, Gods is amazing. Do not fuck um, us on this. Hannibal, yeah. But what also he is connected to at the exact same time, and you don't care about this, but you should. Um, <laughs> you don't give a shit. The new Star Trek Discovery. Correct, I don't he give a, a shit. He is a co-creator on that, though. I care because, not because I'm a Star Trek fan, I'm not. I'm, like, whatever, casual. But as a television show, it is one of my favorite television shows out there right now, and I do not want it to go. The guy makes good shows. Okay, so fair. It's up there with... Um, Hannibal and American Gods so, you know it's a good sci-fi show um, so I'm we're like both looking at American Gods and Star Trek like please don't do this fuck us over don't, on this one as we're Fuller. talking about all his other shows that got cancelled um, I the writer, turn a bear loose on you the, yeah, right, ooh, reference to the episode um, the writer Shit, yeah. was the writer was uh, Peter Ocko? It's O-C-K-O. So I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Sorry, Ocko. Ocko. He wrote uh, on a few other shows. He wrote on Pushing Gazies. Congratulations. Uh, He wrote on The Office, The Leftovers, which is an HBO show. Uh, Elementary, the... uh, What, Sherlock Holmes thing? The... CBS. You're looking at me as if I should know. I have Um, no goddamn idea what you're talking about. Not really. I'm just... Using you as a focus point okay. while I think about it. Um, See, people, oh that's called uh, that's Can I tell acting. You, he wrote on the show Dinosaurs. Do you remember Dinosaurs? I vaguely remember Dinosaurs. From like the 90s where they're yes. trying to like compete with Simpsons. And yeah, and failing miserably. Oh, yeah. So The only thing I remember oh. from that show is the episode where Christmas was in... I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I barely remember the show. Um, <laughs> they had a the Chris, the, their Christmas show was about care. their goddamn refrigerator. Oh, sure, it was. Um, <laughs> he wrote on Boston Legal. Okay, that's, that's nice. I was trying to get you to shut up about the dinosaur thing so I could tell you about something you actually knew. Um, about the French? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Peter Lauer. Peter Lauer. Peter Lauer. Uh, he is, let's pull up his, uh, rundown he was he is a director on i think his debut was an episode of the adventures of pete and pete 
Remember Holy that? Holy shit, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. This guy who directed, that was the first place he directed. And then he directed on uh, Secret World of Alex Mack. Oh, I remember that one too. Yeah, that was he directed cool. on that. So we were a bunch of kids shows on Nickelodeon. Well done. Well, then he went to Strangers with Candy. Do you remember Strangers with Candy? Vaguely. Comedy Central. It was the, uh, what was her name? I can never remember the actress's name. She's this, she's, she plays this older woman, like really creepy older woman that ends up back in high school. I just find it weird that he directed two kids shows and then his third show Goes was to Strangers, Strangers with, with Candy. Candy. Yeah, and Dead Like it's Me. Like, and Arrested okay. Develop- then Arrested Development, Malcolm in the Middle, Chuck Scrubs, Wonderfalls, Brian Fuller, Cancelled Show. Um, some others, but those are the ones that I remember. Or no, those are the shows I know. Anyways, that's who directed it. Um, on to the recap, unless you have anything else. Nope. You well done, everybody. Okay. Congratulations for making um, a show that's acceptable. Oh, and on the Brian Fuller watch, as far as when he leaves the show officially, he is an executive producer on this. He's created by an executive producer. Those are his credits. <clears throat> that changes. Later. That changes. Yeah. Um, but... As of this episode, he's still an executive producer. So, like a conga line of people you know trying desperately to keep this thing afloat. Yeah. All right. So, Curious George is the name of the episode. This is episode three of uh, Dead Like Me. Oh, what was... Oh, you didn't know about... There was a movie made. They did a straight-to-DVD movie. I did not I, know that. I know. I needed to make sure to mention that before we okay. started. Um, I now know. And we're going to And knowing watch is half that. the battle. Yeah, J.H.O. Yeah. Um, we're going <laughs> to do that um, after the last episode. We'll watch the movie. A whole bunch of shit for you people so to look you forward get to. to. Yeah. And you haven't seen the movie, so Once you get to the end, you're going to be like, oh, thank God like, it's over. Wait, there's a whole bunch of bonus shit. Yep. Um, it's a movie to analyze, and, it, and it's fun because you rewatch. You're this a rewatch for you, but the movie's going to be brand new for you. So yes, it is. That's going to be interesting to see your take on that. All right, into the recap. Scene one. We have a brief shot of George's mom lying awake in bed right before her alarm goes off as George narrates about heartbeats. Next, Rube is supervising George at a gas station that has a live bear in a cage where protesters have handcuffed themselves together to try and free the bear. George takes the soul of one of the protesters right before a graveling gets him and the girl cuffed to him, killed by the bear. Uh, Jeremy Jones, what are your thoughts on this scene? (laughs) I don't... I have a lot. (laughs) Well, why don't you you begin, then? Well, I don't have much... (laughs) I don't know. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you instantly <laughs> contradict yourself. All right. All right. The They have the whole bit with the slicker. Um, I just like the little bit where he's like, you need because it's raining while they're right. there. And so he says, you need a slicker. And you're thinking, oh, rain. And then later the death comes and it's because blood. of the blood. And you're like, uh, that's funny. That's some dark humor right there. But she uh, does wear a slicker later. She did learn. She spoilers. Did learn. Spoilers. My Jeremy. God. Um, I love. I think this is the only. The, this is the only Rube line I wrote down, which is sad because for those first two episodes, I was that's all I was doing was just transcribing. Let me see Rube. If it's the same one you, that I. I what did that you I write down? down? Which one did you write down? Which was. I make my face look like this. Concerned words come out. Ah, that was a good one. I almost wrote that one down. Okay. I wrote down. Maybe one of them had to make a sissy <laughs> when she asks where they are. <laughs> make a, yeah, okay. That the was... fact that he said make a sissy, I just fucking love that. Um, so you wrote down a line that made you giggle. Yeah. 
See, mine, I feel like, uh, uh, that's like quintessential Rube oh, to yeah. me. Oh, yeah, no, that's very... That's a very Rube line. Oh, yeah. And that's... that deadpan, make my face look like this, concerned words come out. He said it, the other one deadpan, too, and that kind of seemed very Rube to me, too. Maybe one of them had to make a sissy. Uh, so, life hack, grabbing the trash bag from the bottom, like the unused bag that's underneath the used one. Because that's where janitors, like, or whatever, they keep their... Have you ever had a job like that where you had to... I have. That's where you keep, yeah, the, you that's keep, where you keep the, the, you keep the, the yeah. bags that are I never not used yet. Yeah. Instant They're slicker. handy there. Instant Because that way, you pull them out, you take them out, you don't have to go looking yeah. for bags. Can I... Are we to assume there was only one in there? Like, Rube just grabbed one for himself and... Everywhere that I've ever been, there's been a role. Yeah. Where, when you do that, there's a role. Yeah. Now, well, it would have been a gentlemanly three. thing for him to... Pull well, one out and that's say, quintessential Here, Rube. If there's only one left, he takes the one for him because he's like, "You're gonna learn real fast how important it is." But, but he then, is, uh, but then later he gives her the slicker. He so does. It's like, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I liked that because it wouldn't have been funny it, if it was she clever. wasn't covered in blood. No, that is and the it funny. Would, and it comes up later, and it's important. That's yes. how a plot works, people. Yeah, moves. It's a, it's a what, um. Chekhov's slicker. <laughs> um, okay, so Indeed. yes. Um, oh, another life hack. Uh, how do you fa- how do you find the person? Shout his name. <laughs> Let me, how are we supposed to find him? Well, I've got a trick. <laughs> and he just shouts his name. Is anyone? Where's so and so? I didn't write the guy's name, but I just liked that Rube. I guess I did write very down. again. A very That's not rube a line, solution. but that was a, yeah. It's a very rube solution. To I, go. Love, I love how I said I I didn't write down any. I only wrote down one rube line, but then I wrote down like every action he did after it. I just love rube. He was enough. He wasn't in you the show. You do have a bit enough. of a man crush I, on him. I do. Mandy Patinkin. Um, if I don't know, if I had to pick a problem with this episode, I'd say more rube. Not enough rube. Is that will that be your critique of every episode? Should we just episode, call it dead like any rube? episode that's not rube heavy? Yeah. Um, so question: It's got what? Pose your four, question. Four protesters, hippies, yes. right? Uh, right here? Very, and very hippie-ish or very what? hipster-ish. And they're all handcuffed. They're handcuffed together and to on a other. hunger strike. Yeah. How effective is that? Like, Clearly not effective no. at all because people are still coming to buy gas. To, yeah, the idea, wouldn't the idea like be better to like handcuff yourself to the gas pump so people couldn't use it or something? Like, well, as what I'm are, saying is they're morons. As they are going to They've prove never done in that before. scene, they are extremely ineffective because oh, their morons. their method of protesting involves handcuffing themselves together. Not, not to, eating, not to any, and then running up to anybody as Anything. Yeah. Uh, as one, mm-hmm. at begging them not to buy gas there. People buy gas there. Yeah, pretty so, ineffective protest. Very ineffective. Yeah. You're right. That could be better accomplished by, as you said, chaining mm. themselves to the gas pumps. Right. Something um, get in the way. Just standing, just sitting in front of the bear cage, not eating, would probably be more effective. As we learn, you don't want to get too close to that bear cage, though. As no. we do learn. Nwapwa? Yeah. Um, you haven't heard of Nwapwa? I have. I'm an active member of Nwapwa. <laughs> Why does she feel the need to abbreviate it? I don't know. Uh, I just like Nwapwa. I had to write that down. Um, how has this bear cage been allowed to stay until now? 
Yeah. How has no one been killed so far? Like, no one's watching this bear. No one's guarding the bear. No one's, no signs saying, stay the fuck away from the bear. It's a bear. Like, how has a child not died? This bear has been there for a bit. That cage is not new. True. It is obviously something left over from a circus. We yeah. if you look at it, it looks like something left over from a yeah, circus. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it is a it is a hazard waiting to happen. I although I can believe that it this is just the moment the first incident happens. Yeah. It must I just without knowing how long the bear has I'm I don't know, I got the impression the bear's been there for a bit. So I feel like that's yeah. That's accurate. Yes. So I'm just so shocked this is the first time because that bear is obviously bored and ready to swipe at anybody because you don't know that bear could have been trying to play with them for all you fucking know um wait yeah nothing to stop the bored bear from fucking with an idiot that gets too close yeah sounds about right uh clever way to re-explain oh the um when she dies and she's got the big old gash because mason was late to get Mm -hmm. her and Rube is like, you know, that's, that's why, why you, you pop that, the soul oh, before. That's why you pop the soul. Yeah, right. that just but, struck me as inconsistent, but. It was a new thing, but it, I get that. Because sometimes you add new things to the, yeah. you know. Like, I'm rewatching Third Rock from the Sun, and they didn't mention that Harry was a radio until, like, seven episodes in. Like, they didn't know that fact until later. They wrote it in, kind of things like that. So, I think this is one of those things. But the fact that you want to pop the soul is before I, the, I mean that was I thought that was a nice way to remind people of that plot point you know fair. um and a clever idea because then you get to see the guy later with the tree branch stuck through his neck walking around you know whatever the skydiver because she couldn't take a soul spoiler out. alert oh spoilers um and I think I specifically put down the fact that we know this is a brand new thing because the gal that Roxy pulls from the piano in the first episode doesn't look like she was just crushed with a piano. That's the first thing I thought of when... Okay, yeah. ...was, okay, well, that's inconsistent, but mm-hmm. fuck it, it's episode three. Yeah. Let's they, just go with it. They add things, they change things. Especially, you can't compare it to pilots, because the pilots are almost always have a lot of different things. Um, I think the last thing I wrote... Oh, uh, was sad. The, both of them. I think it, this... Now that I'm thinking about it, this kind of ties in with the theme of the loneliness. What did you think? Because what's the theme? What did you think the theme was? Because I'm like trying to belong, trying to find, trying to not be alone kind of is the not wanting to be alone. The theme as I understand it is yes, all of those people instinctively gravitate towards other people are constantly seeking. Yeah. A way to connect to other people. So, do you think that's why they added that whole bit with the two people? The two it makes sense. That died, and they're talking about how they liked each other, but they never hooked up. How, like we could have been having sex this whole time. And that, and it's just kind of a funny, yeah. a funny thing to add to you're, a. I uh, mean, if you're not paying attention to themes or anything, it's a funny line. It's but yes, there, there is that. It is interesting they use that because mm-hmm. there is this idea that all the characters, except for two, I notice there are two characters in this episode that seem to be above this idea of. This need to try to gravitate towards other people. Mason and Betty? No. Oh. Half right. Mason? Betty. Betty, yeah. No, Mason's definitely trying to, uh, at least in one... one, Oh, we'll uh, get to it. One or two... uh, Now, it's for lascivious means, but still, that's a connection. A physical room, but still a connection. Rube? Nope. Mm, 
I don't know. You'll have to tell me later. Or you want to tell me now? We'll get to it. Okay, I was going to say. Stay tuned, people. Ooh, teaser. Okay, scene two. Next scene. I don't fucking know how to run a show. Boom. You ready to... Let's do this. Calm down, white boy. Um, (laughs) Scene two, George George shows up late to her day job at the Happy Time offices where we are treated to a montage of the drudgery of corporate life and trying to fit in. Dolores scolds George for being late until George shows the blood on her blouse and says she was in an accident. Later, George meets up with the Reaper gang at the Waffle House. Uh, Thoughts, Jeremy? Well, obviously, this is where the we were talking about the theme of uh, every every character trying to establish connections with each other, kind of a running. Right. This is where I think the most interesting part about that uh, George brings up, which is she full on tells us how stupid this is and in the same way lets us know how stupid it is, kind of, that we seek out and. Because the Want. montage they're talking about, all the clicks in the office. Right. Yeah, all the we're people talk- gravitating towards each other. There's you, the cake. You, you have nine fingers, I have nine fingers. Exactly. There, well, there's the cake that says, we won't remember you tomorrow. Oh, and then there's her. I missed that. Yeah. That's funny. There's And, of course, what you just mentioned, there's her summary yeah. of, I mean, they even go so far as to, you watch the, watch the, uh, the, the camera, what the camera shows, mm-hmm. they show a menorah and a cross yep. saying, yep. oh, this is also religion. The, uh, the, I have 10 fingers, you have 10 fingers. Let's beat the crap out of the person who has nine. Right. Yeah. And which she, is like, which is like, you know, Lutherans and Catholics right. fighting, you know, it's like you all believe in the same shit, just a little bit different. So she's going out of her way to tell you how Stupid this urges. Ah, oh, that religious shit just went right over my head. See, that's why I love this <laughs> podcast, Jeremy. But at the same time, she comes out and says, this is stupid. We all know it's stupid. Now let's watch everybody do this stupid thing that we all do. Yep. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Can I say I love the line? I wrote this line down because it's, well, because it's awful. The marketing team's latest porn recreation of Cassie from Human Resources <laughs> Naked with areolas scanned from a Polaroid of Joe's wife nursing their new baby. Well done, everybody, God. in that sequence. That, first of all, takes a lot of creativity. Oh. Sean. The idea that me, there are people in this world that might do that. I'm sure there let are. Let me point this out. this didn't come out of nowhere. Where, when did this show come out? Again, 2003? Remind? All right. Let's just. You porn has not been invented yet. All right, you still have to. There are still download times. No Pornhub. You know we're not we're not there yet. We still have to. That's true. We still have to work a little bit harder for our pornography. And uh, let's face it, the internet isn't completely there yet. Still had to use AOL back then. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So you know. Yeah, it's spare, still creepy. Spare a thought. Still I mean, creepy. Napster was a thing, and thus the still other creepy. file sharing networks were just starting up. So porn was available, but. Not everybody was on that train. Nothing so. you're saying makes it any less creepy. <laughs> it's his own wife's areolas from uh, fucking feeding. And you want him to use some other uh, woman's areolas? Yes. You sick fuck. Find a Playboy. You've got a pol- you've got a Playboy, or you've got a Polaroid of your wife breastfeeding your daughter. 
<laughs> One's funnier. And you want other... It's obviously funnier. We're not talking <laughs> in writing from a... We're talking from real life. If this oh, okay. shit was happening in real life, like, that's Oh, in that up. case, Bill, you are a sick fuck. Yeah. That was Bill, right? Joe. Joe or, Joe or whatever. Or Bill. Don't do that. That's not her, okay. Her password is Rimjob. Her password was... was <laughs> and Dolores was just being like... Um, but, why a Rimjob? But you notice she but, comes around the other side and says... I had a I had a hamster named Odd Job. Trying to form that connection. I know it's funny. Uh, oh my god! When she's like, "You should take the day off." She's like, in the total teenage, I've never had a job. Question of, will I get paid? Still, fucking no. You're not here working. You're not getting paid. Uh, I love that. Um, did you notice the name of the softball team? The Heffalumps. Heffalumps. Yep. You know what that is? Um, I do. It was, if I remember correctly, from A.A. A. Milne's Fever Dream, or, or Winnie the Pooh's Fever oh, Dream. okay, okay. I was like, where are we going with this? No, yeah. Winnie the Pooh, yeah. Yeah. That's a Winnie the Pooh reference. That's total fucking Dolores Herbig making <laughs> a fucking Winnie the Pooh reference. Heffalumps. I don't know. Because you know she made, she totally... Came up with that name. That's definitely her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're also that, and while we're on that subject, another great line while she's wearing <laughs> that shirt, this was a problem because humans have eyes. Because humans have eyes. <laughs> uh, when they're in the restaurant and they're talking about the hockey player that, uh, what was his name? Rube kept saying his name. I don't um, remember. Duke. Duke. Oh, yeah, yeah. He keeps going, Duke. Um, <laughs> But he takes the puck to the head, but he dies of asphyxiation because he had no teeth to stop it. <laughs> that is funny. It's um, it's a death I wish I would have seen. I think that would have made a, that would have been a beautiful a beautiful one. death. Yeah. So it's a shame that that that's. But it's a we, well. But it's a good line. Though. It is a good line. Like the situation was funny, but it's a good line too. So, um, um, what? This scene that you remember, I have a question. Why was this scene in the show? <laughs> That's a good within point. the Waffle House, like you could definitely have cut. I think I feel like this was this was fine. It had the it had the hockey player, you know, joke. I think they're carrying on the same <sighs> dynamics as we saw in the office previously. They're showing. They're showing a bunch of people, essentially co-workers. Yeah, they are co-workers. Trying, I think, rather desperately to try to connect in the same way that they are in this office. Okay. And if you watch George's kind of reaction, she still uh-huh. feels on the outside of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Because she's sitting. Because they're all there, you know, yeah. two on two. And she kind of squeezes in. He even asks her about her day job and everything. And yes. I guess. Okay. I'll still loving it. the day. I think she... I think that is still illustrating how she is... On the outside of even this pure group of fellow yeah. reapers. So you'd keep the scene? You wouldn't cut the scene? You don't think it uh, works? If I absolutely... If if you came to me and said, hey, this is 10 minutes too long or however, we need to cut some shit, then yeah, this is, ends That's up on cuttable. the chopping block. Sure, sure. But I can see where it's not completely useless. All right. Um, anything else? That being said, no. We can move on. All right. Next scene. Scene three. George's family's house. They are getting ready to get a family photo taken. George's sister Reggie is wearing the outfit she wore to George's funeral. 
Uh, also, George's pajamas are in Reggie's closet. So Reggie's having some issues. As Reggie changes, Joy tells her about how her mother used to make them practice smiling before they left the house to get their photo taken. Reggie informs her that it was because she doesn't like Joy's smile that she thinks it looks fake. Meanwhile, George is hiding behind a bush as the family drives off. She uses a hidden key to get into the house while the family gets their picture taken. George falls asleep in her old room and is awoken by them coming home. She makes it out undetected, but not before grabbing some clothes and other shit. Jeremy Jones, how did you like the thing with Joy? This is is one of those uh, instances where... It's a subplot of the overall episode, but I almost like it better than the actual plot. You like the, the stuff with her family, with, the, with the Reggie and everything? The conflict between uh, Joy and Reggie is mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, yeah. I love it. The whole <laughs> bit with the sweater. You're going to need a sweater now. And she grabs it. Um, so you're asking who the other person is who just doesn't give a shit, who's kind of above it. It's Reggie. Oh, yeah. Because. Well, no, she's looking for a connection with George. She's trying to. With the Ouija board and everything later. Yeah, but it's. But it's. She misses that. But it's different, I think. She never had a connection with her when they were alive, though, which is funny. George treated her like she was. So the way I look at this is the first. The overall conflict is. She wants Reggie to get over her sister's death right now. Yeah. Why? Why on earth is that a good thing? Because it's important to Joy that everybody look happy so people will like you. Right. So you can make these connections that are so important, as we've established, are also so fucking stupid. I think Reggie understands that. Yeah. And she wants to deal with this. Yeah. And it's a kind of a nice critique on American society, especially. I don't think it's as pervasive in other cultures. But there is this urge, especially in American culture, when you have this loss, to get over it as yeah. fast as possible. Just, yeah, grieve, cry, but get over it because right. don't linger. And I Don't like, bring us down, man. Right. And the fact that Reggie wants to dwell on it, I think is both incredible, is awesome as a character and really incredibly touching. I would, I agree. I have no problem with anything you just said. I would, I would argue that Reggie is looking for something. She wants a connection. She just doesn't want it the way, like she misses her sister. She misses that connection. I think she's. But, so I think, but I would argue that she is not. She's definitely not wanting the typical one. Everybody, I think you see everybody else trying to fake their way or trying to manipulate themselves or trying to manipulate other people or trying to do something that's not unique or not within their character to Mm. fit in. Reggie, on the other hand, is being fucking Reggie. Yeah. She wants that connection. She obviously wants that connection with her sister, one that she could not have when her sister was alive because her sister wanted nothing to do with her. Her sister was an asshole, yeah. But she still wants that connection mm-hmm. and doesn't give two shits about anybody else because she's going to do what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Also, Reggie is kind of my hero in this episode and I think throughout the series. She's my hero. Because yeah. like <laughs> um, she's also well, fucking, I fucking weird. I, well, yeah. I like the weirdness and I fucking hate Joy. So, so um, also, I, I will defend Joy, though. <laughs> uh, 
I just like. I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna yeah. call her a fucking bitch later, and then I'm gonna defend her. So I think she's trying. I think she <clears> wants. <throat> I I don't think she's doing what. She's trying for joy. I don't think no. Joy. I think she's trying to do what's best for her daughter. She just doesn't understand she, what's best for her daughter. She doesn't understand her daughter is the problem. Yeah. No. She's, yeah, but who does? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Although I do like that. I do like that exchange, and you mentioned it. That you get this like deep little glimpse of Joy's psychosis, where she's I talking about like when you get bits like that, yeah. Where she's talking sure. about how you should see my mother. You know, yeah. I'm I'm much better than my mother, and she'd yeah. make us smile all the time, and make us practice our smiles. Yeah, yeah. no, and, then, and, then and she, Reggie from she, there, she, she tells she her, hated your smile. Hated your smile. That bitch. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love, love that I, line. And I lo- well, I love her face. She's it's such like a bitch. That bitch. That bitch. Because she's, yeah. It wasn't spiteful. It was almost yeah. like, yeah. oh my God. You bitch. <laughs> she, well, she hates her, obviously. She obviously hates her mother, which is funny. I'm like, I'm like, she's, she thinks she's trying. She thinks she's doing better than her mom, but she's not really. She's just different than her mom. But moving on, I mean, what I'm saying that Reggie's trying is on. one of the, well, not, well it's the same scene. I want to keep talking about this. But uh, the... This, going back to my assertion that Reggie is being Reggie and not trying to be anything else, unlike about every other character in this, and mm-hmm. that's and that is where I find the difference. Everybody's looking for connection, but there are two characters who are not willing to change that. They'll make a connection if it exists, but otherwise, fuck you. We don't give a shit. Yeah. The family photo where they're flash, where you get that flash, and you see what I believe is their actual. Uh, emotion before they right before they're fake yeah right what they're actually feeling yeah Reggie yeah doesn't do anything except for does bit. like like this little, little like little grimace kind yeah. of thing yeah but her uh, she has a much better smile in the picture at the very end true like they eventually got one out of her apparently um I think it's funny that you got all Reggie crazy because I wrote almost nothing down about Reggie I wrote the thing about the sweater. The sweater that, was kind of cool. That was funny and kind of. I've had those fucking arguments with my parents, like the stupid fights. Like, I remember those. Like, where you think, like, I don't know. My mom, yeah, she got pissed at me a few times. Like, shit like that. And she's like, I don't know. I remember it. she mentions the story about the whatever the penny drop thing. Um, Someone once told her that if you drop a penny, the blah, Empire blah, State Building thing, yeah, 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 whatever, yeah. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that's a bunch of bullshit. Mythbusters to prove that. So, True, because you only get it up to about forty-five miles yeah, per hour, and, and that doesn't really is enough to hurt. It but hurts not, like a bitch. Yeah, it's not going to kill, kill you. Yeah, but um, by the same token, you still kind of want to try it, even yeah. though you know a very real party you want to just mm-hmm. go out there and mm-hmm. see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they show the shot of the family photo. Um, I think it's now that, especially after you brought up all the, which, uh, after you see all the stuff with Reggie, like you see the family photo with Reggie and George, you know, before she died and everything the year before. And she has a genuine smile in that photo, like, which you don't ever, ever see really her mm-hmm. have so far. Like we haven't, she doesn't smile. Um, and you got to imagine that that's the same thing. It's a fake smile. It's got to be a fake smile. Like knowing George you know, most likely most, is. I mean because it was fairly it wasn't that long ago when they took that picture probably so um, it's interesting that she took it then you know like because I don't know 
the memory. You know, the memory is not going to match the photo. Right. Like the trip to the, I think it's funny. I just think it's interesting the way, I think she's still, the fact that we all do that, you know, mm-hmm. when you have these photos and they most likely. There's like uh, another underlying theme and it's not, it only comes up a couple of times, but there's, we'll get into that, but it kind of comes back to thoughts and memories are all we have. So yeah. you can kind of edit your thoughts and memories yeah. to be the, That's the ones you want. I was thinking about too. Yeah. yeah. So that I think in that bit. case, yeah, you're right. It only come. it's not as strong as the, the idea of trying mm-hmm. to, trying to reform yourself to make connections. Yeah. But there is this other underlying thing that comes up a few times where, mm-hmm. you know, your life is a story. Yeah. So I think write your story. Because I think where she's coming right now with the photo is before, when she was alive and she looked at that photo, she was like, that fucking photo, that fucking day, that was a terrible day. Like, my fiance looks at pictures of herself as a kid and you can tell that she'd been crying right before the picture had been taken. And she will tell you, like, I was crying right before that. I was not enjoying myself at all in that picture. But if you didn't know, you look at it, you're like, oh, happy baby. Oh, look at how happy they are. Oh, happy baby. Look at how they're happy. But yeah. I get, but again, so now also, she's dead oh. and she sees that photo and she's like, she's, she associates it with like memories of her family and that she can't have anymore. So she's changed it. It's changed. That photo's mm-hmm. meaning has changed to her in death. Were you saying something? What did I interrupt you? Sound like no, you go ahead. Well, I'm done. Okay. Do you want to, I have, I had something. I think I lost it. Well, Must have been I, mean, I guess you can kind of tie that back into how we manipulate ourselves to try to make a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I even wrote that down. So why would you want that picture? I think it's funny that people want that. Like the mom, why would Joy want that? Like, how is that happy for her? Like, it's happy to show people, but like, I'm just like, I don't know. Still want that picture. I think hypocrisy. that's why they're taking new pictures is so they can get rid of that. It's holding. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, because they obviously do it like every year. It's obviously like a yearly thing that Joy fucking does. Because um, there are families that do that, you know, yearly photo. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's I kind the impression of I got. I kind of interpret it more as, and that could be it. that could be it too. How I interpreted this was mm-hmm. actually Joy and whatever her useless fuck of a husband's name was. <laughs> Clancy. Clancy, thank you. This was Joy and Clancy like, okay, we're getting over this. First thing, we're getting rid of everything George related, including this picture. Oh, that's morbid. I try and, I don't like. And I, I think. Why would they keep the other one? If that, I think that's negative. I'm, I don't <laughs> think Joy is that bad you honestly think she just wants to pretend like george never existed not never existed but i do believe that they want it there's it goes back to this urge and i think it's most it's mostly american Mm. where you just like get over it just you know just go through and just put on a put on a happy face and especially with the story about her mom like she says every time we went to take a picture we had to practice i'm thinking every time is once a year, we do it once a year. I think Joy's just doing the exact same thing her mom did. Like she's like, this is what families do. And fa- well, and I believe that, but so I think, but they I would interpret- have to take it without George because she's dead. But I interpreted, I interpreted it as why are they doing it now? Why? I mean, she was she's ups- been dead for what two weeks? Maybe at this point in time. Mm, I think it was a little less bit. than a month. I Not feel like month, she's been dead maybe. less than a month. About a month. Okay, let's ish. say a month. Ish, yeah, sure, two to four weeks. Okay, a month after your daughter's dead, yeah. do you take a new family photo? <sighs> yeah. I mean, if you're trying to move on, you do what you do every year. You don't stop your... I mean, I get that. 
I'll, I'll buy that. Like Joy says, you know, maybe right. they, maybe Reggie says, I'm not ready. Because Reggie's obviously, she's like, I'm going to wear what I wore to the fucking funeral. I'm going a, I'm to a bite your picture. I don't want to take your picture. Your picture sucks. Well, and your that's why I photo feel sucks. like this is, it might be a yearly thing, but I do feel like they're trying to force mm-hmm. her to her to move on they are trying to move on even though they're clearly not over no yeah they just want to slap a new picture yeah. on the on the mantle and say well yeah we're over it we're but fine. i think it's I everything's think, fine here we're over our death of our daughter i think that's i think that's correct <laughs> but i think the picture was planned okay, i think they enough. were planning on that the whole time and i think the impression i got was that Reggie's, both of you listening tell us who's uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah um i think i think we have social media find it um <laughs> I haven't been watching. Can it. I just say how no. beautifully, I how intricate your social media presence is? We've got so social media. Fucking it. find I it. We don't care. Find it. Everybody, um, get on there. Find social media. And I got the I'm impression. Right. I got the impression that Joy's saying we had this picture planned. We do this every year. We're going to do it. I don't care if George is dead. We are a family, and we are happy, and we are going to take this picture because we're happy. And Reggie's saying. I don't want to take this picture because George just died and she gets it that you don't go take a family picture, even if it was scheduled. You I, reschedule it. Like, can we? I think we were wait? arguing over whether or not it was pre- how premeditated I this know. was. That's so, how awesome I guess, this is. I guess I think I, I, I guess know. I think Joy's a bigger bitch than you. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Is I think you. Are, yeah, you are. I am accidentally defending Joy here. Is what you've made me do. God yes. damn it. Uh, Mark it down there. Uh, <laughs> Point for oh, me. Can I? Okay. So we really need to move on because I had more stuff about George. Okay. Because <laughs> George goes and rifles in through the through the house after they when they go to this picture. Yes, she does. Um, let's see. What? Yeah, that whole thing with the I don't know. I think it's stupid. Um, if she put a bullet through her head, Thank it would you. probably be labeled. <laughs> I fucking love was- that. Allison heard that when we were watching, and she's like, "Oh!" And she was just so offended by it. Like, and I'm just like, "It's hilarious." Well, the the beauty of that line is it says so much. It's one of those lines that says so much about joy or how George perceives joy in one quote, yeah. which is not only does she have some clear mental problems, which oh, yeah. well, but, in the visual of it's we've decided yeah, what it's, it's been like, a month at most since she's dead, and she's already got everything boxed up and labeled. Like, Jesus. Like, it took me, I'm still not done going through my dad's stuff. Like, he died, what, years ago, and I'm still having issues going through his stuff. And she's just like, I'm going to throw it all in boxes. I'm going to label it up and get it out. Get my treadmill in there. Finally have room for my treadmill. Like, what but the fuck? But it's just fuck? one of those lines that says so much about joy. The, you yeah. know, you know, God bless my mother. Yeah. If she put a bullet through her head, it'd probably mm. be labeled. It'd probably be labeled. <laughs> <sighs> And then what? Oh, as as they get back, the whole thing with Clancy, he's not going to be there for dinner. The little slip? What little slip? Where he says... Oh, not that. Okay. I did, but that's a good bit, too. That's in the same thing where he says, uh, let them use the room or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. And then immediately he goes into Sheil. Yeah, yeah, she'll catches use. herself. Oh, himself. he's no. The fact that he's going off to cheat, be a big See, old cheater. Now, I'm. I have a question about that because although it's brought, <laughs> although it's brought up mm-hmm. in the first episode, mm-hmm. and it's actually isn't it like a gay 
romance. That's what's implied in the pilot, yeah. But it never ever actually follows through. No. The re- the first real instance actually comes later. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, I've watched ahead, <gasps> so, make, you know. You bastard. Just rewatch make, for us. Just pretend like you make, remembered it from years ago. Make peace with this now. No I've, I've, I've watched ahead. Um, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> I, I don't think it's meant to be he's cheating or at least we don't have any evidence of it now. I, I think he's just being him. distant. I suspect him. Okay. Cheating. All right. Well, he's fucking somebody, so. I don't know, but he's obviously cheating because he's off on his moped to pick him up and take him around town. Is that how you, is, he, that, is no, that your moves? No, I'm making fun of his moped. <laughs> what the fuck is with the moped? He like drives off his dorky fucking moped. Chicks uh, love the moped. Yeah, they don't. Um, I'm thinking she, <laughs> so she ends up with the TV later. Right, she st- we're meant to believe she stole the TV in this scene mm-hmm. when she runs away. She tosses the bag. Number one, she just tosses the bag willy nilly onto the ground, as if there wasn't a TV in there. And then, as I paid attention, it did not look like there was even a small TV in that bag. Did you notice at all? I guess I didn't notice that. Okay, so let's say there was a TV in there because we're supposed to believe there is one. Why is she throwing it around like? She tosses it on the oh, ground. Okay, okay, never mind. A bag yeah. of stuff. She, all right, she uh, she's she sleeping. ripped off the TV from her mother's yeah, uh, exercise bike. From the bike. exercise. I mean, it's a small TV, but it's still a. And you're throwing it, and it's an older TV with like glass and shit. I don't know. Okay, I didn't. I'm just that. saying, George's. George, with you're her. treating your your stolen, stolen property, property poorly. Yeah. Be responsible. Come on. I didn't notice that though. Thief. I didn't. That was. I don't know. I guess I got kind of caught up in this scene, and that I didn't notice the particulars. I rewatched. So it. well done. That's what my rewatch is for. Nitpick it. Um, irresponsible thief was a good band name. Um, anything else about anything in the scene? What do you got? Were we going back? Were we getting as far as uh, uh, as Reggie Wait taking a, a bath and her no, mother saying? No, that's next. Okay, let's. Well, then, well, then well, uh, let's move on. I mean, I guess I got. I guess I also wrote down hmm. the line where uh, the princess and the pea. That was based on my mom. Yeah, that's based on my mom too. <laughs> <laughs> when that came up, when that line came up, I told Allison, "I'm like, yeah, my mom was the same way. I learned real early to cover my fucking tracks. <laughs> I'm rifling through shit I shouldn't be." Because um, she finds that the the picture is gone, and I think she's upset about that. She, I don't know if she's upset or she's just like, "What the fuck?" I feel like, both. "What the fuck?" I think a little. And I think she blames Reggie. Also, yes. Um, this She blames Reggie for fucking everything. Um, okay. Well, who is she supposed to blame? Her dead daughter. <sighs> yes. Okay. While while Reggie takes a bath, Joy tells her that if thinking of her dead sister is hard, then just don't. Do it. Mother of the year. Later, Reggie is in George's old room trying to talk to her on a Ouija board. Meanwhile, Betty is super... Do you want to stop there? Or do you want to... Do you have something to say about that? I made, it, I made, I made a different scene. Uh, uh, I made different scene labels, so I guess oh, it's, okay. a, it's a matter of... Nope. I'm it's a matter of philosophy, on. so you do Meanwhile, you. Betty is supervising George as she tries to get a dead skydiver out of a tree. George tells her that she went home. Betty warns her that it's not good for her to hold too much onto the past. While also flashing back to her taking her wedding ring off of a corpse. Her corpse. Back at the Waffle House, Mason and Roxy discuss the merits of having a bird as a pet. 
before George sends her dead skydiver off to the great whatever. She asks Betty if she wants to hang out, and Betty turns her down. So a lot of little... It was a lot of little things. Fair enough. So I've I got like smushed, three scenes yeah. in that, but okay. That I, smushed, I smushed all the little well, ones into one. Smush them into one. So, yeah. So, all right. Uh, first thing I have to say about the bathroom scene. Okay. I think why well, I did write down Joy, Mother of the Year. Um, fucking Mother of the Year, man. Get over it. Like, fuck you, Joy. Um, <laughs> she's a child and her sister just died. Um, I think all I wrote down for the scene was that the design on the shower curtain changed. Really? It okay. was, I double, triple checked. Okay. It was butterflies, and then in the last shot, it was kitty cats. Cool. Did that, not notice. That annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm the guy that notices shit like that. Um, Wait till I, what I have to say. It's going to annoy the piss out of you. Uh, okay. Um, hit me. What do you got? This is the favorite scene in this whole episode right here. In the bathtub? Yes. Bathroom? Right here. I love this. Why? Because... It was so short. Because it is almost like the theme in microcosm. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm kind of defending Joy. Okay. In this one, you almost see Joy try to open up. Mm-hmm. And she's desperately trying to make a connection with her daughter. Yeah, I mean you're making pained faces, but no, I she's doing she's she doing is. the only thing she, she knows is. how to. She's and not doing, she's she's doing it the joy way. She's doing it badly. All right, Let, I'm not yeah. saying she's okay. doing it well. <laughs> she's making an effort. She's not doing a very good job of it. Okay, but I just We're on the same page. But I love that moment. Yeah, where she just stops talking mm. for a second, and Reggie goes, "Oh yeah, mom," and she gets this hopeful look right. on her face, like, "Oh my god, finally I she get wants, to talk yeah. to my daughter." She wants to say something, and. She, Yes. Just want to make sure you were there. And just the look on her face afterwards, like, oh yeah, ouch. Oh yeah. I don't even particularly like the woman, but ouch. Oh yeah, no, Reggie was a total bitch in that moment. <laughs> um, uh, and then the shower curtain changes too. And the shower curtain changes. It's which a is whole. A, it's part of the theme. Which is your? Which is strong? Oh my god! That's yeah. <laughs> I was just watching, and I'm like, wait, weren't those butterflies? <laughs> I'm like. I don't know. Um, no, it was it was definitely. I I agree. It was uh, joy was um, obviously trying in her own joy way. <laughs> um, but I'm I don't blame Reggie for shutting the fuck down after jo- Joy because Reggie seems smart enough to hear get over it. She's like, "Fuck you, mom." <laughs> like, I'm not you saying I'm it. saying yeah. Reggie's wrong for this. Oh, I'm just no. saying that. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not even saying that Joy doesn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. I just really, really like that. I mean, she's just really trying mm-hmm. and very badly, mm-hmm. and making it worse as she goes along, which yep. is part of what's so what's almost what makes me interested in that is because she is bad at it, and she is making it worse, and she doesn't understand that. And I love when characters do that. Sure. I are you? I know it's your favorite scene. Are you good on? That but that was just it. I just yeah. love that no, look, that and that moment, moment where she's yeah. where Reggie says, "Mom," and oh, the whole scene defines their whole relationship. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah, no, it's. Um, but I think the scene speaks for itself. I yeah. don't think we need it. No. What about the? Did you write anything down about the Ouija board thing? Yeah. Why the moon? <sighs> that was interesting. Other than it made a really nice uh, visual. No, I was going to say like transition between. Thank you. The transition. Yeah, yeah, transition yeah. is the technical word I was looking for. 
I don't know. I thought the same thing. I don't okay. understand. I have no idea why the moon. Uh, one or two people that listen, if you know, tell us. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's funny. I don't. I don't know. It's weird because she seems smart, and then she does something like doing a Ouija board at all is stupid. But doing it by yourself, you're just like, I'm just pushing it to where I want it to be. Like, I used to work in a toy store and someone, these kids, these girls, they grabbed a Ouija board and they're like, does this work? And I'm like, in what sense of the word? <laughs> the batteries operate. I think you told this story. Did you tell a story? Or... I don't know. Anyway, no I, I still say you, I still feel like you feel missed like an opportunity. Yeah. You could have been Cause the, we Because Reggie had a Ouija board in the other episode. So we especially if you look like you do now and you, and right now. <laughs> You look a bit like <laughs> like a young Santa Claus who's really had a bad time of it. What? Santa Claus has has a bad time of it. And you could have been that guy that says, "Oh, don't you go messing around with the Ouija board, girls. You never know what's going to happen." I don't know why you have that voice, but I don't either. I don't sound you, like that. Santa Claus doesn't sound you like You could have I'm saying you could have instigated a horror movie. I know. You I could know. have done this. This could have been you and you fucked it up. Yeah, whatever. Live and learn. Jeremy. Yes. Here's the thing with the scene with Roxy and Mason. It was funny. Yes. It was well done. Right. It matches the theme of this show. Correct. The fucking not necessary at all. <laughs> what do you think? That's I, my... I mean, it, cuttable. It's totally cuttable. It's a cute scene. It's not necessary. Again, if you're looking... They threw it in the middle of the other scene that kind of had uh, some fucking momentum to it. And I don't know. It, it felt jarring to me. If you're looking for stuff to cut, sure. Yeah. But I still... It was nice. I think it just shows mm-hmm. that the other characters are dealing with the same thing everybody else is. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't disagree. It totally... Now uh, is it's, it's Roxy saying I'm alone and I want a friend and I want to, and it's fucking funny and Roxy's hilarious. Like, what does she say? She says, "Uh, did you write any? <laughs> did you write it down? Again, I, I want to see down. if you say the same thing I am. I didn't write it down. What did you write down? The it's not Homeland Security. Not Homeland Security, motherfucker. I'm looking for a friend. <laughs> it's not Homeland Security, motherfucker. The whole. I, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. It's a scene I would have fucking written. So, I mean. It's great dialogue. Like, it's a great little bit. Because he's just like, you know, she tells the thing about the bird defending. And he's just like, the bird wouldn't win. She's like, I'd say the bird won. It's the fact that it defended him at all. That they're obviously friends. Like, and he just, right over his head, he doesn't. He's like, the bird's not going to win in a fight against a guy. (laughs) It's a good scene. It's a great scene. It was not totally needed. It was a little, I don't know. Again. Forced. Ten minutes. If I'm looking something yeah, to cut, I start lying that. Obviously, but as it, it is, it's funny. I liked it. It stays. I know. Yeah, it'll stay. Okay. Banter is good. Banter it was good. Characters increases their. It kind of came out of nowhere. A little bit, but I think that's my biggest problem. With okay. It. If it had kind of, I don't know, if they'd mentioned birds earlier, if she'd mentioned the bird thing, and then they cut back to them talking about it some more. I don't know. Something. Um, what's up with the skydiver? So. The la- this is the this is the first time we've seen, if I remember correctly, this is the first time we've seen a dead person go off to the great whatever. Second time. This is the second time. The first time was with the little girl in the pilot. That's she right. goes off into like a uh, amusement what? park. Amusement park. Yeah, yeah. The Ferris wheel and stuff. So this guy, he's going off. So obviously everyone has a different thing they see. What the fuck is he seeing? Shoots and ladders. 
It looks like chutes and ladders to me. I put down video game question mark because I saw the Tetris pieces and the ladder made me think of Donkey Kong. Maybe but that I makes have more no sense. idea what the like the little yeah. curvy things are. That's why I thought chutes and ladders because those look like chutes to me. So I don't know what else. They I could guess okay, chutes. Uh, okay, but I don't know what the ladders. squares are. Like it looks like they look like cross. To me, they look like almost like crossword pieces puzzles pieces like I mean, it's paradise, they have numbers and stuff in his, them okay well i mean shoots don't shoot, sort of makes sense so games puzzles, puzzles and games because he's his paradise a game guy he's an extreme because he's like skydiving he's an extreme sports person or something i mean uh, I, it's not inconceivable that a game nerd will got a wild hair up his ass and try skydiving and then die sure, yeah i like i hope that whatever that is they know the writer or the writing room knows that guy's back. Like I like I like that he has a backstory and he has this thing and we're like, what the fuck is that? But I hope there's a know. writer somewhere going, you don't understand. Dude. How the do you scene, not know? The scene got cut that they're supposed to explain yeah. all that. Yeah. They like, right. fucking cut it. They right. ruined it. That's when the creator Brian and they should have cut that fucking parent scene except for so and so wrote it. They get everything they want. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> all right, I don't know. That's all I had. Anything else on that group of mini scenes? Is the bit with uh, Betty and I mean, you got the whole thing with George trying to hang out with Betty. You know, same thing. But also, you fits in with the theme. You, but then Betty says, "I do no, like thanks, but no thanks." Actually, there is one thing I did like about that I wanted to do want to talk about. Sure. I wrote down almost nothing for all this stuff, considering how much stuff goes on. She she confesses that she went home, yeah. and and Betty's reaction was swipe anything. Yeah. So it is this thing among Reapers that it's a thing you don't do that everybody, everybody fucking does. does. Sure, sure. Cause... She went back for her ring in her mm-hmm. grave, which was a, just a fun scene. Oh, that was funny, yeah. But yeah. I just like this idea that there's this whole thing and it comes back. And I think it comes back later that you don't do it. You just don't fucking do it. But everybody, everybody does, it. does it. Yeah. Because you can't not. And I could. And mm-hmm. why wouldn't you if you were dead oh, and... I you could you could just mm-hmm. go back to the people who you left behind. Right. Why would you not try? Yep. Why yeah. Why would you not go back to what you know? Alright. We good? good? Move on? Moving on with our lives. Alright. Are we though? Next scene. Joy plans to work out in George's old room on her treadmill until she notices that her TV is missing. Cut to the missing TV in George's apartment with a news report about the gas station bear from earlier. Mason shows up, starts rummaging around George's apartment as she tells him that she had a dream about a frog carrying her on his back over a river of lava. Mason ends up leaving the apartment with a giant kitchen knife. Jeremy, what's up with this show and frogs? Well, there's obviously a symbol that I'm not sure I get. I still don't get it. I'm hopefully it. Maybe. But, well, question. Do we want to do some uh, amateur dream analysis? Uh, I mean, I assumed we would be, because that's what the scene is, is talking about that dream. That's all that happens, really. Exposition about the bear and Mason has a knife, and then there's a dream about a frog in lava. Yeah. I, what? What do you got? You want to do some dream analysis? A great big goddamn question, Mark. Because, <laughs> like, if you try and think of the theme of the episode, it doesn't. It doesn't really. Fit. This is this one doesn't add up at all. Like I was riding on a frog, frog, jumping over lava or something. On a 
Oh, over a, ri- of a river, river of lava. lava. Yeah. So let's yeah. give this a shot, shall we? Uh, All right. The <clears throat> frog is right. obviously... The frog is a symbol for the relationships that we are all striving for, okay? We all want the frog, okay? Because the frog is going to get us over the river of lava that is the torment and the pain that is life itself. But we must cling. We must do something unnatural, which is cling to a frog. Because you cannot cling to a frog. A frog is too small. We can cling to it. But she is clinging to it, which is unnatural. So we must all alter ourselves to make these relationships to get us over the lava. Boom! But what's the lava? (laughs) What's the lava, Jeremy? I told... Rewind and listen again. The lava is the... Oh, I, I wasn't t- listening to any of that. Um, <laughs> you wait. should have. That was gold. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, what? I what actually did it? see your eyes. Just I could just Glazed see your... Glazed. Glazed. I'm like, when is he going to be He'll done? He'll be done. He's, he has to breathe eventually. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> he is so full of shit. When will this stop? Why do? Why did I let him no, the, on this show? Why am I here? Why are any of us here? That's the lava, my friend. The, that is the. Okay, that I'm doing is it not here. the lava. The <laughs> what's the what's better? The weird frog lava dream or the all people are waffles? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. which one's a better pseudo pseudo philosophical thing that doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the gonna frog go lava with waffles. Gonna be, you no, think waffles? I think really? waffles. You think the frog lava makes more sense? No, I think they. No, I think the, the okay. What, what what we judging which makes the least amount of sense? I don't know. I just made this shit up. I made this game up on okay. the top of my head. I don't know. There are no rules. Okay, the the first rule is there are no rules. Okay. I mean, it's stupid, it but it makes more it's sense. It's stupid, but it makes more sense. I don't get the. I was hoping you had an idea of what the frog and the lava I just, meant. Did you not listen to me go off <sighs> on that rant? Did you not hear me say I did not listen to you well, go then, off on the rant? That's on you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. What are um, your What is your interpretation then, asshole? No, all I wrote down was "What's up with George's dreams?" <laughs> so yeah, um, try it. Just give it a shot. Give me some. Just come on, off the cuff mm-hmm. dream analysis. Do it now. Um, the frog is her desire to live. Uh, <laughs> wow. What? No, and then no, we begin. We get both dream analysis, and then we also get some deep questions of what would happen if everyone on the world died, and all the reapers were just hanging out there. Be cleaning up frog and shit. And Mason says, "Well, we just be cleaning up a lot of frog shit." Because I mentioned the movie Frogs somewhere in there. I think it was called Frogs. <laughs> Mason, uh, you remember that line? Yes, Is I do. Oh, okay. It wasn't a very important line. No. Not the one I. Oh no! Not the other one I wrote. Oh down. no! I didn't write it down. I just remembered it. Okay. Uh, I don't understand the dream. Moving on. Dream is stupid. Well, there's one. Th- there is one thing I found interesting. No. Our little right. budding nihilist George right. says, "I only like it when bad people." Oh lie. yeah. I only like that it was when kind bad of people wait die. what? Yeah. The girl who doesn't care about anything only wants bad people to die. I almost wrote that down. Yeah. You almost did. did. Then you thought better of it, huh? I did. I, well, did. I wrote it down, motherfucker. <laughs> Because I knew you would write it down. Okay. Okay. So, next. You ready? You good? I'm good. You good? Next scene. George is at the office gathering people's leftovers off of a table. Like you do. 
Uh, Dolores tells her they're having a going away party for someone getting a promotion, and right as George is getting excited to join, Dolores tells her to watch the phones. As the party goes on, George narr- George's narration admits she doesn't necessarily want to be in the party, but that it probably feels better than being alone, essentially. Um, really just another nail in the coffin of the theme of the whole... Re- but reinforcing the... Same. What she brought up the, the last time we were in the office where Bullshit this is stupid. Oh, now I she know wants it. it's goddamn stupid. Now she wants to But do I it. want. Now she wants it. She talks about the bullshit being warm. And well, liking the warmth warm. of the bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit is warm. Yep, the warm bullshit. Um what did I write down for this one? What do you got, Jeremy? Anything? Really nothing. Other the, the one quote I did like was the almighty force is, uh, she talks about the almighty force, the universe is so bored that it would dedicate itself such a petty letdown. Yes. What was that in reference to? Uh, her. Oh. Where she, she kind of believes that the universe orchestrated this thing just to piss her off a little bit. That's a little, yeah. And again, that kind of goes like, oh, our little nihilist is oh, back. Oh, poor baby. Also, actually, it's not so much nihilist as that, oh, you are 18, aren't you? Yeah, aren't you more, I was going to say, that's more of just whiny teenagers. That's more of that's actually, uh, to be the fair. The world yes. is out to get me. And not even all that uh, good. Uh, did you notice when Dolores gives like the thumbs up, they added that little whip sound effect? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I fucking love it. And whip it good. It's just a silly thing. that, And you're just like, and it's just a little reminder that this is a silly show. <laughs> like, uh, I just love little bits like that. And then, come on. With the post-its, although she's so bored and she puts all the post-its up, like, she's going to have to clean that up. Like, who does she think is going to clean that? Do you think she cares? <clears throat> Apparently not, obviously. And then I just love that she just, like, hangs up the phone. Like, she's supposed to be watching the phone. She's like, ring pick up hang up made me laugh and the fact that she is uh now the weirdo all by herself and the receptionist is part of the the receptionist the sneaks out she right? kind of like she wants to be on her own yes know? but then and she gives george that like knowing look like that knowing look i think it's a little foreshadowing on what the receptionist is going to be like later because mm-hmm. i think she's just kind of this creepy force i know especially like i know i i i did not skip ahead on my rewatch so I, she's not fresh in my mind but I do remember her and I do remember that like there's more with her later but I'm like seeing going like all we get is just glimpses of her in these first few episodes she's just there and I love that eventually we get so her. maybe there's three characters but the receptionist is not major yet not yet no but so. she does she, good good eyes she does avoid she grabs her cake and she gets the fuck out of there I'm like I'm out I'm just here for the cake motherfuckers woman after my own heart oh man that's what I would yeah I'd Grab my cake and I'd be like, oh, you know what, guys? I gotta go back to my desk. Sorry. All right. Next. Next scene. Do we need another beer? Uh, no. I should be fine. Okay. Um, Joy accuses Reggie of taking the TV from her treadmill. Tells her she won't give her extra attention for acting out. Mother of the fucking year. <laughs> Betty and Mason sit in a car while Betty gives Mason a quiz from a magazine. When done, Mason grabs the knife from earlier, goes into the building they're parked near, and I hate action scenes. Um, goes into the building. A little later, we hear gunfire. A man with a limp and a bag comes running out, followed by Mason, who's chasing him, trying to grab his bag of money. The guy with the gun comes out, shoots the guy with the bag dead, shoots Mason in the ear before Mason runs off with the bag of money while being chased by the gun guy. 
Ted Guy Solar, whatever, gets up while Betty asks him a question from the quiz, which I thought was cute. Um, Very cute. Yes. Now, I have I have something, but I need I'd like you to go first. First thing I wrote down was fucking mother of the year for joy. I will just not give you any extra attention for your <laughs> acting out, young lady. Fucking joy. All right. What do you got for the scene? Anything? For the, What'd you uh, notice? For... What's up with this scene? What well, is up with it? Okay, first question. What is with the whole robbery thing? Like, did they didn't talk about that at all leading up to it. It just comes out of nowhere. Like, he just, what, they're realizes just another, that... They're just showing up to another death. Yeah, but he brings a knife and, like, attempts to rob all the, take all the cash. Like, does he realize that before... I just, it all comes out of nowhere. I don't it know. does. I feel like it's a little... I don't know. I didn't... It was weird. It was weird. Okay. What we, What did you what did you write down? So, do you agree with Mason's assessment? Is he... A, does he see the forest or does he see, does he see the trees? Mason sees the trees. You think so? He's not a big picture guy. I don't think he's a big picture guy. He looks at what's right in front of him. See, and I actually wrote down Forrest. Oh, yeah, I think he... I and think not because he's, he's constantly... Big, he's just... Because he's like moving... He just moves from day to day. And not because he's a big picture guy. I just don't think he gets mm. caught up in details. Mm. He grabbed the knife because he thought he might need a knife. <laughs> I might need a knife. I might need a knife. Maybe I different. Maybe I did misinterpreted the difference between forests and trees. I thought it was more like, yeah, like, do you see the big picture or do you just see what's right in front of you? Okay, I, I guess I say, are you are you obsessed with details or are you just do you just want results? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting that we took. Okay, I think we're taking way too much out of the fucking like. Cosmo quiz or whatever it is. Um, but other than that, I think yeah. it's obvious. There's, there we see Mason mm-hmm. obviously altering what he knows about himself to be true mm-hmm. so that Betty might shag him a bit. Yeah. I think that's all. Because he asks her specifically, like, do you like that, Kenna? Yeah. Do you like schmaltzy? No, not really. Or then whatever it was. Even was it schmaltzy? Or... Before he leaves, he goes, <laughs> actually, put down trees. Don't don't say I Don't say trees. <laughs> All right, real quick, uh, mini game in the middle of all this. I have a couple questions for you, Jeremy. All right, hit me. When you deliver criticism, are you direct or tactful? I'm direct, you piece of shit. Okay. Uh, do you consider yourself to be exceptionally reasonable or exceptionally exceptionally kind? I ex- consider myself exceptionally reasonable, you piece of shit. <laughs> What do the two have to do with each other? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, they're that personality question, tests. I know. They, this is just my comment on I think that they shitty are, personality tests. I think that they're trying to do the, what's that, uh, what's like the major one called? The, uh, don't make what? me Google it. I don't know what you're talking about. What are uh, you talking about? Give me more words. So now through the magic of podcasting, <laughs> Jeremy, what... Myers the hell Briggs. are you talking about? What is what? Myers Briggs personality test. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad sounds, we took that moment. The name sounds familiar. Myers Briggs personality test essentially rates you on four or five different qualities. Are you intuitive or are you the opposite of that? Right. Are you sociable? Not. Are you not you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sociable. Uh, do you, okay, do you tend to see the forest or the trees? I feel like I'm a forest person. Yeah, me too. 
Um, on a long airplane trip, if you're seated next to someone, do you prefer to make conversation or read a book? I'm reading a fucking book. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just thought it'd be fun. I wanted to ask okay. you a question she asked. Uh, so next what does thing? that tell me? What, what does that tell me? Uh, tell, tell you about me? Because uh, I understand NTs are the worst. You, yeah, you are the worst. Did you hear? You missed that line. Oh no, I didn't. Okay. NTs are the worst. NTs are the worst. Next scene. George joins the gang at the Waffle House, and before she can order, Rube reveals that he knows she went home. He tells her that if she does it again, she will have a torment come down upon her that you cannot imagine. George says she can't think of anything he could do that would that could be worse than what's already happened. Before they all leave, Rube hands everyone a post-it, hands George a slicker as well, and tells Roxy to go with her. Here's the thing with this. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> you, got, you got all serious and shit. No, I, I kind of, I didn't pay too much attention to the scene the first time I watched it. And then my rewatch, I kind of was like, uh, after kind of having seen the end and everything. Because Rube, specifically words it, he says, if you have contact with anyone else from your past life, there will be whatever, uh, uh, yeah. torment upon you or whatever he never and then George says you can't do anything that's worse he never said he would do anything it's not a, it's not a threat it was it's a prediction a warning yeah it was saying if you keep down this path you are going to hurt yourself this is going to be bad for you same thing Betty said to her he said don't do it it's not good and he's saying don't do it it's not good and she immediately goes to that I kind of did too with right with her the first time I watched it. It was well. It's right, worded as I a threat. It's, it's, it is. It's meant to be misinterpreted by both George yes. and us as a threat. It was subtle. It was yeah. Because the first time I was right there with her, I'm like, yeah, Rube, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Rube? And then I watch it again, and you're like, oh, right, Rube, you, you old so and so. That's uh, that's the biggest thing I got from this whole. Interaction. I think Rube's view on AI is a little strange. I wrote that down too. When a computer gets into it with a meter maid or kills itself because it's too fat, then I'll believe in artificial intelligence. I lied. I did write down other lines from Rube. I liked that too. I thought that was, yeah, sure. I mean, it's wrong. I think that's exactly why artificial intelligence will win. Yeah, because it won't do any of that. Those are like flaws. That's not intelligence. (laughs) I'm fat, so I'm going to kill myself. Or maybe there's another option. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, No, I agree. That was pretty good. Um, I like... So... The thing I liked about the scene that I would cut if I had to cut a scene with the Roxy and I like how we're going through and like editing this shit for I know, right? We got this. Um... The thing I did like the most about that was kind of just it's kind of this kind of conversation that people might actually have, you know, where you're like stupid conversation about birds or whatever. And I liked the little moment in the scene at the end where it was just that bit where it's like, oh, can I get a they she'd already brought the check and she asked for the grapefruit juice and Rube's like, get it on your own, get it, get it on your way out, <laughs> get it, pay for it yourself. Like, we're not all going to stay here and wait for her to go change the check and add your thing so that we can, you know, it's a, hmm. it's a, something that would happen just with people. I see that. I, I interpreted his demanding that of her less to keep the group there, but more to, Hey, don't fuck with the waitress. 
You'll get, oh, that too, yeah. You'll get your yeah. grapefruit juice on the way out like a... Right. You know, do not piss her Either off. Way. She controls my food. Yeah. Either way. I think could one one or both or the other. Yeah. 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 It's but still like a... It didn't need to be there, but it kind of just adds this kind of realism to the it's group. It's a rubism. You know? It's yeah. very rubish. Oh, yeah. Rubish. Uh, rubish. <laughs> it's a new, new language. Rubish. Uh, That's any, rubish. Any, any, it's total rubbish. Anything else on this one? Nope. All right. Next scene. They are back at the gas station with the bear. Uh, quite a few more protesters this time than earlier, and the bear is being sedated and planned to be taken to an animal control holding facility. After George and Roxy show up, George asks Roxy how she thinks it will happen. George, fully slickered, finds the guy she's looking for. <laughs> slickered. As opposed to earlier. Smells like smelling like garbage. Um, she finds the guy she's looking for, a reporter on the scene, and takes his soul right before the reporter is confronted by the escaped bear, pees, and is electrocuted to death by the pee running down his leg and touching an exposed wire on the ground from his own van. The bear then runs off into the woods. <laughs> Jeremy, how'd you like that death? This is my first nomination for mm. best death of the series. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I figured this was the one. Yeah. So you want to have a running tally of deaths and pick the I best do. one at the end? No, we haven't done it up till now. So no, I feel we'll like George's death George's should, should be in the, be in the yeah, entry. Totally. Yeah. Um, none of the other ones really stand out so far. So this would be number two, I guess. I'd say this one is number two. Sure. All right. Number two. We'll, we will decide later which is the best death reporter, of Dead Like Me. Reporter pees Re- himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> pisses himself to death. It's not the Rube Goldberg device. It's very it rubish. Well, they, and I love that. one that's funny that George is like, you know, asks Roxy and she gives her opinion. And she's like, do you always have to go with the long shot? Because she, she picks this whole Rube Goldberg thing where it's like, all right, break's going to fail. Thing's going to go. Thing's going to fall in there. Electrocute the thing. And boom. And the, I love that there. And George is like, uh, the guy is in the cage. And she's like, his name is is Kowalski or whatever Vastakovich. it is. Kast- I wrote it down, too. It was, yeah. What was it? Vastakovich. Kost- Kostakovich. Oh, Kostakovich. V. Kostakovich. And then you show the black guy that's in the cage. Which, it's like racist. Could, right? And George even. That's George's. It could be. You don't know. You, could you don't be, know that guy. guy could be, Come on. Could have had a Russian dad. Black totally. mom. Could have sure. happened. Don't be racist. Black, black Russian is a thing. Yeah. A, <laughs> delivers delicious drink is what it is. I love the... Uh, this is old but show. But it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. There's this old uh, show Laughing from the 60s, and they had this one random thing where someone orders a black Russian, and an actual black guy dressed as a Russian jumps on the <laughs> camera. Wasn't that also a joke from uh, Naked Gun? Uh, sure. Give me know. a white Russian, and a, a white and... Russian comes out. <laughs> black Russian is funnier. Um, okay. She, when she's trying to get her to guess, and she's like, Professor in the library with the candlestick? It's Professor Plum. That's the fucking name. If you can't say the name because of, like, copyright, whatever, then don't do the fucking joke. Because it makes you sound ignorant. That's all I have. That's all I have. (laughs) Oh, my God. You have... I like Clue. I like Clue. There is Colonel Mustard, Professor Plum, Miss Scarlet. <laughs> I don't know. Peacock and <laughs> Mr. Green. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, you got through them all. Okay, I got him. I got him. Okay. I got him. Uh, poor Mr. Green. Like, he doesn't have a title. He's just Mr. Professor and Colonel, but just Mr. for Green. 
He has motive. There's motive right there. I don't know. Fucking clue. Random shit. I'm just saying it sound it sounded dumb. Yeah. It to me. It just bothered me. Um Oh yeah, I just had that one. And then um oh okay. What else do you have? Because I have my thing is from the end of the scene. You have anything else? Well you want to okay. talk about the bear? I mean we could talk about the bear, but I, I feel think like the bear's stupid. Huh? I don't like the bear. Okay. Talk well, about I mean, bear. I like the bear. I don't like George's whole thing with the bear when the bear runs off in the woods and she's like, Oh, the bear's just like me. He just wants to Whatever. be with the bears. Yeah. And then they intercut it with the office parties. I'm like, the bear just wants to be, he just wants his own office party. He just wants what everyone else wants. Like, I'm like, stop projecting your shit onto the bear, George. You don't know what that bear wants. All the bear did was, ru- like, it's not about being, because the bear is being kept captive in a cage. He just wants to be in his natural habitat. That doesn't fit the theme. I feel like it's forced. They're trying to force the whole bear thing into their, into the theme of the show. I don't disagree. I feel like, and I feel like it was not well done. Fair enough. I think it was some forced shitty writing. Fair. So that's my problem. Okay. Is that you all you have? For this scene, yeah. Okay. What else you got? Do you I like just, the bear? I just find it extremely interesting. What? What? That, <laughs> that uh, uh, in this scene... That include and let's just go. Let's just clear this up. We have both worked in television. I was news. actively avoiding all the reporters. We shit. have both worked in television news, and you went on I a huge rant about Clue. I know, and the bear oh, yeah. you didn't I mention ignored. the. That is not how live television works. It wasn't live. He was obviously recording a stand-up for a package. But the but the dish I know. was up. They do <laughs> stuff like I. Okay. I'm just, okay. No. No. Oh. Here's how I wrote it off. Okay. They went live. Okay. I don't think they were ever live. Okay. I think the dish shouldn't have been enough. I think maybe they were getting ready for a live shot. Okay. And this is how I write it off. It's bad. But I say they were getting ready for a live shot. Still shouldn't have had the dish up. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? What if they have, like, multiple hits throughout the... You don't know. And so... Maybe, because obviously he says fuck and he screws up and so let's try again. I think that was a stand-up. And I think he, that he's just shooting for like his package later or something. Yes. Uh, and then, I don't know, when the bear escapes, he's like, just get me. And he just kind of, I don't know. It's, you're right. People don't understand how news work. It, I notice it a lot. In... No, no, no. And I, I don't, and the thing is, I don't think you're wrong for just skipping it because that was kind of my reaction is that my urge is to get pedantic about that's not how mm-hmm. news works. But it's like, but fuck it, it's just a story, it works. Right. The part about, the part that I, the reason I did bring it up after all okay. was because you went on a huge long rant I about Clue. I know. It wasn't that long. <laughs> uh, you named yeah, all the characters. All the things. Because <laughs> she couldn't name one. I just, I, I just the find it professor. amusing that. The professor. You got pedantic about Clue, <laughs> but let's just, but we'll write off the whole. That's Do you agree with me about the bear, though? That's the important question. Well, yeah, because, but it's not. It was forced. It's forced, but it's not. It was unnecessary. No, I don't, I disagree. Really? Because. That, that voiceover with her. Because George about... is the narrator, and so mm. that is how she is interpreting these events. And if so, written it that way, that would have been good. It's so yeah. It's, she was. It was written as if she could read the bear's mind, and she knew that's what he wanted. 
No, she is she is obviously projecting yeah. what she wants upon the bear. I know. It'd but be nicer if, uh, that doesn't make it. But that does not make it. I feel like poorly it was, written mm, because she is narrating it. This is from her point of view. Mm, so the fact that she's assuming that the bear is going to go be with his barren brothers <laughs> is not so much for George is I, forcing honestly, it. I would have liked it just to have been written a little. I just, well, how would you write that? I'd have to see the. I'd have to have it in front of me, and you have it in exact, front of you. I don't. I don't have it in front of me. You just I, watched it. I have it. I don't have the exact wording. I literally am talking about like tweaking some words, some okay. wordage, like saying like, "Gosh, I sure hope that bear's gonna go off and be with his bear brethren, because that's what I want." Life. If you were a writer of this show, <laughs> let Sean know that he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Something I don't know. I don't know. I, it felt forced. It felt forced. I don't know. And, but not in you're, the ba- you're, 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 yeah. I buy your, I buy your premise. I, I, so I assume that it's just bad writing. I think it could have. Been I don't think it was bad writing yeah. either. I'd have to see it. I just thought George was suddenly going, getting wistful on us. No, that's what it was. I just feel like it wasn't the best. Okay. Around. Last scene. Final. Couple scenes. Um, if my computer would work. Nope. It's not going to work. Okay. All right, there it goes. Good thing we're not recording a podcast. Right? Uh, that would be embarrassing. George decides to go back to her old house, but this time she rings the bell. Her plan is to tell her mom a story from when she was a kid so that Joy will know that it's her, but when she starts to tell the story, she can't actually remember anything, and Joy screams at her, calls her a skank, and tells her to get the fuck out of there. Roxy, who apparently followed George, picks her up, and later we see Roxy letting George have a good cry as Roxy drops George off to see Rube at the Waffle House. George asks Roxy if she's going to tell, and Roxy says she will if George doesn't. So George tells Rube about going back to her home. And to her surprise, he asks asks if she's okay and if she lost any memories. George tells him about forgetting the story. Rube tells her all we get out of our old lives, our thoughts and memories. And the show ends on a shot of her family's new pics being printed off. The what she was taking earlier. The pictures they were taking earlier. Um, before we get too into anything... How many goddamn pictures did they order? That's, I there wrote, were so many. I wrote printed. the same thing. Okay. How many pictures are they fucking set? Right? There were sheets. This is a sheets. This is thousands. This is a print run of hundreds. Yeah. She just. Does she, I buy that Joy would send all those fucking pictures to everyone she knows. But she can't know that many people. She could. I mean, she could, but she's sending it to every person she's ever met, whether yeah. they like her or not. Okay, let me put it this way. Not that many people like Joy. No, I don't think anybody does. She might have met that many people, <laughs> and they get that picture and go, fuck, again, and Joy throw it away. Every year. Every but, goddamn year. Yes, yeah. there was... There's I did a lot. I did, it's like, wow, that excessive. is a lot of pictures. All right. All right. Now okay. that we got that out of the way. Feels good. Let's get all the other... Like a okay. cleanse. Can I say... This is the one time I felt bad. I don't about. know if you can, but you I'm may. I'm going to. This is the one time. I was just talking to Allison about that. She does that to her kids. At, she's a librarian <laughs> with elementary kids, and she does the whole, I don't know, can you? May I? I hate that shit. I want to respond to <laughs> can you by peeing myself on the floor. Yes. 
At the time, I was embarrassed, but now I stand by that response. Careful, there are wires everywhere on the floor here. Uh. Not now. This was in first grade, I think. Oh, okay. Where a a teacher... Okay, we're going to get this really quick. Why are we... Yeah, no. I said, can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. May... may, Can you? And I did. (laughs) Right there. That'll teach her. I like it. Sorry. Anyway. No, anyways. This is one of the rare times I felt bad for Joy. Because to have some random crackhead come onto your porch and call you mom right after your daughter's died, like, that's hard. That's that's not not good. So, I felt bad for Joy there. Like, that wasn't cool. Eh, she's a bitch. But. (laughs) That lasted all of five seconds. One moment. Um, Yeah. Anyways. um, What did you think about all of this craziness? What did you think about the whole thing with George going back to her? That whole scene. It was tough to watch, I thought. I thought it was, it's obviously the logical conclusion. Yeah. Because With her forgetting she's everything. been trying to make, she, she's been wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole thing's been leading up to it. She was asking Betty, well, why don't you do this? Mm-hmm. Why can't you? I mean, she mm-hmm. wants to, she wants to do this. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody and their mother, even though they've done it. Says not to. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, so it's they learned, yeah. It's the logical conclusion. Here's my question. Why isn't anyone telling her exactly why not to do it? You know why you don't do it? Because you're going to forget all your memories and it's going to be really shitty when you go up there and try and talk to your mom and you forget and then she screams at you and calls you a skank. Well, two reasons. Number one, I don't think they understand that that's what she's going to try to do. Oh, yeah. Um, the memories thing is weird to me. Mm. If you try, there's like this idea that if you try to reach for the memories, they just disappear and they never return. Like the details. So if you, there's this idea that in implied that by trying to reach for these memories, mm. you're going to make them go away. So you could yeah. end up erasing your entire existence I, if you try too hard. I don't, I don't know. know. I kind of get the because. The whole overarching thing makes me kind of... I wrote specifically something about... I don't know. Um, This is like... What? She's... This is her new life as a Reaper. Like, she's a new person. Mm -hmm. Like, she looks different. She's got different shit to do. She's no longer involved with her family. So, like... I think it's like... She's a different person and she's not going to remember everything. All the details. Like, she'll remember... Like she said, you only have her thoughts and memories. Well, but the idea it's that she specifics. had, but she had conjured up this. This was premeditated, so she had mm-hmm. sat down and thought, "Why didn't she write this down?" Is a good question. Right. Have yeah. a little notebook, like. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> I was, then, then she might have thought, "She's like, where'd you get that notebook? Who wrote that?" Fair enough. Um, Maybe. But so there's an idea that she had it in her mind. Yeah. She remembered it. Yeah. And then as soon as she tried to use it. To try to alter the course of events, it disappeared from her mind forever? Yeah. Because there's a different... I guess I guess we're meant to believe there's a difference between remembering it in your head and recalling it out loud, I guess. There's a... I guess that... I've, there have been times where I'm like, I think I know what I'm about to say and then just, you know... But there is a line that makes her... Makes it... Makes you believe that this... That now that memory is gone forever. Hmm. I don't think she's it's gone forever. She's sitting across from Rube. Yeah. And she says that... She does say something like... that. I don't remember what it was exactly, but she says, yeah. I can't remember it. I can't yeah. remember it at all now. Hmm. So that 
even, I mean, yeah. it's not just in the heat of the moment. She didn't just freeze up in the heat of the moment and just forget what she was going to say. Mm-hmm. She's sitting there in the diner, presumably I th- then I think, several yeah, minutes to an hour later going, then if, I can't remember it at all. Then I think that, especially, that was a really old memory from when she was a kid, like five years old or whatever. So, I don't know. I think, like, I think we're meant to believe she can remember, now she can remember big I remember my mom. I remember my dad. I remember I had a mom and a dad and a sister. But the all the I think we're meant to believe that she's literally losing those memories. Then the well, she's. I mean, she's. Those memories are fading because the distance be. is growing. But there was yeah. something specific that by trying to use that in this situation, that memory is now gone. Mm, I don't. I think it was just bad timing. That's the impression I always got. Was that. She well, that, she she remembered it on her way there, but then she just happened to. Well, that was what my original interpretation too. But mm-hmm. there is that scene where she's later in the diner. She's like, I yeah. can't remember that at all anymore. Well, yeah, I think I think right before she started talking to Joy, and maybe the combination of like the stress of talking to her mom. But again, it wasn't. The, but I'm led to believe it wasn't the stress. Well, no, I think it just could that be. memory was wiped from her. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think I think it's just bad. But I mean, what does it mean? I don't. Who fucking knows? I the. The more interesting thing is that, again, we have this theme where mm-hmm. trying to make a connection, but in this case, yeah, you can't. No. Because you will end up destroying everything you were again. and everything you are. I guess. That by, how I interpreted that is that if she, if she were to successfully do this, yeah. then she could destroy everything that you could destroy her entire previous life. The time-space continuum. Maybe, I mean, not an, an apocalypse that wipes <laughs> out everything like that, but you know what I'm saying. You fuck. Uh, no, I got you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she's going to totally screw up her mom even more than she already is. Like, this whole interaction itself is going to screw up. But, uh, yeah, if she had succeeded, I don't know. I don't even know if it would have worked well the idea i think is that it can't succeed just the universe is going to stop it yeah there's obvious the you get the sense that there is this force in the in the universe well if there's a force then the force could have just come in and been like boop memory gone yeah pretty much right right when she tried to tell the story it's like boop memory gone gone forever so presumably she wrote it down just be like oh shit the pages are gone maybe or graveling would have taken it the gravelings are a little bastards yeah, I'm glad we got to see the Gravelings. I think they must have like a budget on the great, like a CG budget on how often they can, because they only show the Gravelings just that tiny little bit at the beginning, just to remind you that they're the ones doing all this. But they didn't have anything to do with the P of death. Death by P. <laughs> death by P. There's a little Graveling inside him that just like, just like flicked his bladder. Yes. We don't see it because that would be wrong. Yeah. Um,. How'd you like the moment with the Roxy and George when she little crying, well, showing the soft underbelly of Roxy, letting her have a good cry? I thought it wasn't as interesting as Rube suddenly going kind of father figure on mm-hmm. her. I yeah. mean, that was interesting. I think it was interesting because you kind of see the Reapers circling around someone they know is hurting. You mm-hmm. know, Roxy is. Mm-hmm. You obviously need help and. Yeah, well, she. Yeah, she probably suspected. Oh, well, obviously she did. She did. She yeah, showed she up. She showed up. So, you were more. You didn't care about Roxy getting all. You're like Rube. He gets all. 
soft and papa bear and you're like eating that shit up but Roxy, right. like, i don't care i don't I, care Roxy. I, I, I just kind of saw because it was the it was the it was what we talked about earlier was it a threat or a prediction we mm. find out that when rube's case no that was a prediction prediction all that shit i haven't yeah it happened didn't it yeah just Remember? like i said it would i Remember? had nothing to do with it yeah so i didn't do it hey did you notice rube was doesn't that doing that crossword and pen i did yeah fuck you rube <laughs> That's what I have to say. Ass. I don't, I'm not confident enough to do a crossword in pen. Bastard. Um, do you notice the old picture in of his Of course wallet? they did. The camera focused right on it. Eh, you could have missed it. Uh, do you think that's kind of like a... You, know, you said going, everyone says don't do it, but they all do it anyways. Obviously. Yeah, yeah he went and got an old obviously, picture. Obviously. How old is that picture? How old is Rube? Obviously, Betty went and He's got her ring, yeah. and he somehow stole that. He's... And the reason he knows that what's going to happen to her is because it probably happened to him. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, guaranteed. It, happened to, it happens to everyone. I mean, I don't think George is special here. I think this is just something that happens to Reapers. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I think it's funny. I my, the um, When she says, wait, so all I get are thoughts and memories? I'm like, my first thought, I screamed at the TV. I'm like, that's all anyone gets when someone dies, you moron. It goes both ways. That's all joy in them get. Like, I guess they have their her shit too, but all they do is evoke thoughts and memories. Like, that's all we fucking have. That's, and Rube says it too, but I thought the same fucking thing. I'm like, that's all you fucking have. If the person's not around, duh. Idiot. Anything to add to that? No? What else would you like? I don't know. I'm just checking. Maybe she would like another TV, goddammit. Uh, maybe, yeah. Um, okay, wait. So, sh- <laughs> what did I write here? So, the simple. she, what were you, you going to say? So some people get a house out of it. So a lot of money. Yeah. Um, she never did. I got a couch. <laughs> so, she says at the end, her the, the very end. Thanks, you got Grandma, her, for the couch. At the very end, you've got her narration saying, what, she never did anything, so she doesn't have... I'm paraphrasing. She never mm-hmm. did anything, so she doesn't have experiences to remember. And thinks that she... And then she thinks that she did the whole thing wrong. I'm assuming life. That's a, Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Okay. Um, so she's saying, I never created these experiences, so I don't have any thoughts to hold on to. And then she gets her happy breakfast... And then says, maybe I'm wrong or whatever or something. She says, I forget what she says there. She's, she's, she's like, I did it wrong. I, I thought that I did it wrong. But then I got my happy breakfast and everything was better. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, she's making these experiences. Because she made an... Because they didn't even show the waitress. But I'm assuming we're meant to believe that the waitress saw that she was having a bad day. She, she seemed like she was having a bad day. So she made sure that they made her... A happy breakfast or something? I mean, I'm just... I interpret that as breakfast just makes everything better. I mean, yeah. Especially if you ask Ron Swanson. Yeah. Breakfast food is God. But uh, it's a reference to Parks and Recreation, by the way. Um, I, I, I don't know. Did you have any opinions on that whole... That, that bit? That line at the end? Because I, I... This is where I thought they were desperately trying to find some way to end this episode. Because yes. if it were me, it I would It falls into the bear... I would have, I would have well. ended it with 
thoughts and memories were all we have. And then Rube's line, and yeah, and then, and then to the to the to the uh, the yeah. the over the incredibly excessive amount of pictures. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I looked at that. and I kind of like. I'm not sure how to. That was a weird little tag that they threw on there. Yeah. Except okay. for maybe they're trying to say that they literally could have done everything they did, just got rid of George's happy breakfast. No, to... the the happy breakfast is fine. The narration, okay. her narration. If you do exactly end it on Rube saying. Well, that's all we have, peanut or whatever he says. And then he goes off, and then you see... And then what? They show a shot of the other guys at their table off to the side, which I was going to make a comment about. I was like, why don't they ever sit at that side table anymore? And then they show them, and I'm like, oh, there they are. Um, They show that, and then they show her, and then they show the happy breakfast, and then they show the picture. All that without the narration. What's wrong with that? I don't know. If you wrote this show, please... (laughs) You... Agree with me that this seems weird. That yeah, it was. Trying to, yeah. So yeah, I didn't do you know. Not, that. Would would that have? Would you have been fine with that if that's how they had done that? Hadn't I think added so. That just showed everything they did. Just have a little music over top instead of the narration. I mean, it seemed like they were trying to really drive it home. Like, and that's what the, the bear thing. I feel like they were. I feel like they were like, in case you didn't get the theme, here it is. The bear wants a family too. Well, the th- that like, still makes sense. That kind of goes with the theme. I don't know what the hell George is saying. I, just, I don't know what the hell George is saying yeah. when she... I feel like both of those things are them trying their hardest to be like, in case you hadn't figured out what this episode's about. Well, I, I guess you... Well, let me let me think about... I mean, you... Like spoon feeding. George obviously laments the fact that she was a typical angsty teenager and didn't want to do anything because mm-hmm. it because it didn't want to open herself up or anything and that's not cool and yeah. now she regrets that. And, and the best I can get is that we're supposed to think that now that she's dead, she now has a second chance at life. Correct. And the irony of that. I guess. I just think it was a little again, like just could have tweaked it a little bit, just kind of I feel like it was rushed. Okay. I feel like the bear line was rushed, and I feel like this part was rushed. <laughs> These are just lines that could just they, they, they and they affect the overall thing. And I'm just saying, I'm saying that's my opinion. All right, I think we're done. Unless you have anything else, I don't know. Did any part about this upset you with Clue? I, 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 uh, not no. Okay. No. I mean, if they screwed up again, I will definitely bring it up. <laughs> I will totally bring it up. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's good. You so overall, you liked it. You I didn't did really like it. have any. I mean, we kind of there were some scenes we would cut. I mean, obviously, deserved to be canceled. Necessary. All of it. Yeah, all of it. No, just totally. utter garbage. But. At this point, I don't understand the canceling. No, but I, I think the I think the Brian Fuller his whole problem with the I don't think it was Showtime. It was things of the people that were making the the. MGM, the Lion People, yeah. Uh, I think he was. I read that it was them. We'll talk about it more later. But, anyways, uh, that's gonna do it for this. We're gonna be back next week with another episode of Dead Like Me. I don't know the name of the episode off the top of my head though. I am stalling, stalling, stalling till I get to the name. Of the episode, so which if you actually is... Know this episode, tell Sean why he's a fuck nut. Which is... Repercussions. Ooh. Clever. So, maybe there are going to be some... Don't say it. Don't, don't, don't. Repercussions. Don't, oh, God damn you. Repercussions. 
repercussions. Repercussions. I wouldn't want to say repercussions. <laughs> Anyways, we'll rewatch that one. I'm, we'll out. Re I'm out too. You, you can watch it by yourself. All I'm right. out. It's all good. Um, we'll be back next week to do another recap and review of episode four. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Jeremy, say goodbye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> I'm out! Thanks! I appreciate it. Stop. City of Geeks. Independent new media produced in Idaho.